Christmas always goes too fast. It's up to us to make it last. And all I want for Christmas is love. From that morning I see you smile. It only lasts a little while. How come we seem to pull this shit all aside? Don't you know that it's Christmas time again? And welcome back to the Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Brainy. This is episode eight of Jakemas, the eighth pod of Jakemas, the eight maids of milkin. Having a lot of fun. Uh, we got it's December 20th, couple days Hanukkah just ended, and a couple days until Christmas itself. I got a very special guest on today, one of my frequent guests, the first guest ever on the pod. Zach Flaherty. Zach, what's up, man? Oh, Jake or Baker. It's, uh, it's such an honor to be on the show. Glad, glad in such a great holiday season, or Christmas season, that is, mm-hmm. you know, to, be, to be on the Jakemas, you know, uh, lineup. It, it, you know what? It was, it was tough to get onto this lineup, but I knew I had to get my original guest one of my best high school bros, one of the Catholic Cardinals on, and you checked off all the boxes, Zach. Oh, you know what? There, there's only three words i got to say about that, and that's reason, faith, and service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? The guy just always, that's what you get from all that Catholic schooling. You never forget the things that matter, just like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with your podcast? I mean, everybody that listens here knows all about the Jake podcast and Jakemas and everything, but tell us what you've been up to. Well, you know, mostly during the NFL season, um, you know, uh, I've, I've mostly been focusing on, you know, doing doing my weekly picks. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you've had Joe Rapola on, but, you know, a couple times I've had him on to come on and do picks. And just have a couple callers, and you know, usually uh, just kind of feed off of you know what whatever questions are on uh, I post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and you know just kind of go from there. But you know, I feel like uh, I feel like you know it, it is the NFL season, and uh, I feel like that's you know you probably agree you know with how much you talk about the Browns and other other things to do football, but I feel like. You know, talking football is the easiest thing to do with the podcast because there's just so many things you can talk about. I think it comes naturally to us too because you know we played for so long and 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 we know the game pretty well. We're students of the game, as you will. So I would agree there. And a couple of my guests that I've had on, um, I need to get Joe back on. He's way overdue. I know he's had a, a kind of a busy fall, but. Uh, I got to get Joe back on because when it comes to knowing football, Joe Joe's as knowledgeable as they get. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and he's, he's got he's got a little humor to him. He, he's just the whole package. Yeah, no, yeah, he's great. There's a reason why Rose Rose said I do to him. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Hey, you know, while we're on the topic, you know, last week we said goodbye to one of the best there's ever been. 
I listened to Francesca's send off. I was like tearing up a little bit. I thought it was great. Uh, I haven't listened to the new show at all, but uh, what did you think? What did you think of uh, Francesca's final goodbye? Oh, you know what? It was, you know, and, and a lot of times the thing about Mike, you know, I've been listening to, I, I, I've been a, you know, long time listener. Oh okay? God, and uh, and you know, I think one of the things he gets knocked at is you know not really, uh, you know, being friendly to callers and not respecting callers. But you know, I, I think especially over the last couple years i'd say he's probably I, I think he's probably shown more appreciation to the callers uh as as, as he has you know whether it's back with dog uh you know you know even this first couple of years of just being mike's on um so you know I, I think i think it showed a more humble side to him you know how much people appreciate him you know how 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 much he's put into it so uh, it's, it was good to see that yeah you know? Yeah, having the having the uh, having the I love you send off. You know, obviously, it's no secret that, that we felt that. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. And his last caller ever was his wife, who has never been on before, and he never is in the spotlight, and doesn't want to be a part of that. So I thought it was pretty cool that they had her on for one more guest, and uh, that was pretty cool. And you know what? It's like like you said, like you could feel it. He um like. Over the past couple weeks, it was kind of winding down. He had a lot of old-timers on, and his final episode was Just Calls, which was great. And I uh, I was happy to call up and be put on hold and never get through. I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I'm never going to get the chance to do that again. So uh, I had to call up and do that. And it was um it was great. You know, he had he, – he said it was like, you know, he couldn't have done it without his family, couldn't have done it without so many people, but – it, it like most importantly was the fans. I thought that was a really cool, you know, appreciation, especially since you nailed it. Like he gets that stigma of not being interested in fans or the callers, and ended completely different than what you would expect. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I also thought it was cool the day before. I don't know if you tuned in at all, but it was all guests uh, starting. Yeah, the and then you had guys like. Dan Patrick, and, you know, even guys like Lawrence Taylor and Eli Manning, as well as guys like, uh, um, I'm trying to think, Bernie Williams, um, they had, you know, just, just, uh, obviously Dog, they, mm-hmm. they, it was so, it was so cool seeing so many guys, hearing so many different voices, and, you know, whether or not he actually knew about it, I mean, that, we don't know for certain, but, you know, he played it off like he didn't know, and. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, the, l- the last episode was great. I mean, obviously, I-, I was calling to try to get on, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the line you, you had to, you had to obviously, obviously, as everybody anticipated, it'd be busy. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're not wasting my time. You're wasting your time. You're calling up, waiting for two hours. You know, you're not wasting my time. Listen, it was, it was guy fun. Waited three hours to make that point. I mean, you, you call up, you're not wasting my time. You're wasting your time. I mean, I, I, I'm here all day anyway. I got to take these calls. But you know, you're the one that's taken off from work to, to make these calls. Like, what? 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 What are you talking about? What? Listen, listen I've, I've been doing this a long time. I, I make a lot of money doing this, okay? 
Uh, I was really hoping to get that out of you because I was like, it, you do some pretty good impressions, but there is a, the the Francesa you you've got down, Zach. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? Um, you know, people people are are complaining about you know Chris and Bard and Maggie. You know, I I, I, I want to give them a chance, but you know, there's there's just there, there, there's just there's one there's one Mike, and he's he's number one. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that they're gonna always be compared to him. Uh, it, cause like, you know, they're, they could probably do a great job on the, their own. Uh, I've met Bart Scott before. He's a really good analyst. He knows football just as well as any former player. So, and he speaks really well. So I'm, I'm a fan of Bart Scott. I've actually gotten to some Twitter beef with Maggie before from SI and, uh, you because know, she was taking some unnecessary shots at the Browns, which is a very popular thing to do. And I stuck up for the Browns, and she went back and forth with me for a little bit. But, uh, I mean, they could have a great show. But, you know, just like Johnny Peralta and Omar Vizquel, you're always going to be compared to the guy that came before you, the legend. And it's unfortunate. Absolutely. And, you know, you know I listened to some of uh, Carlin and Reese on WIP, and obviously Carlin... Uh, was a former, you know, SNY Mets pre and post guy. So, so I mean, I, I think I think he, he can do a good job, but you know, obviously that, that's just such a high pedestal. So there's always, as you said, there's always going to be the comparisons, which a lot of times might be a little out of place. Right. Yeah. It's um, it, you know, but I wish them good luck because I want to want to listen. You know, I want to come home and and want to listen to sports talk radio. And you know me and my beef with Michael K. I don't want to have to turn to ESPN radio. I want to be able to go to the fan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean unless you're a fan of the New York Knicks, because that's really the only the only team they talk about. Yeah, it's true. Oh gosh, and I know you don't like the amount of coverage that the Knicks get. So uh, I I know where you stand on this one. Well, no, yeah, I, I mean, and not only that, but you know. If, listen, the Knicks. I, I will say the Knicks have been very fun to watch this year. Yeah, I, I think with the development of Porzingis, you know the, the young French kid. I, I don't. I don't know how to say his last name. Still and working on that. Yeah, they're, they're playing. They're playing as a team. They're fun to watch. If they keep winning, like I, I like, I, I wouldn't mind hearing about them. But you know, just the last couple of years, just brutal seasons and the losing and like even. Talking about the round the clock over the summer, it's like, all right, come on. Oh, I get it. I round, totally round, get round. it. I think that's what happens when the Yankees kind of went to sleep for a couple years, and uh, I mean, and you know, it's the, the Jets were a boring team to talk about. You know, like when you're a bad football team, it's hard to talk about unless you're the Browns, where like every time you turn the corner, the Browns are doing something that's noteworthy and worth talking about, which is unfortunate for the fans like myself and you to an extent, but like, you know, the Jets, they're boring and bad. Now they're actually improving a little bit. And Todd Bowles is, you know, was everyone's favorite pick to get fired this year. And then into the season, you're like, wow, Todd Bowles actually did a pretty good job with guys like Josh McCown and Robbie Anderson as their most important offensive players. Yeah, no, the Jets, the Jets, honestly, you know, it's it things that McCown got hurt because he was kind of a feel-good story this year, you know. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of expectations going into this year, having a career year with the Jets, um, you know, really embracing his, uh, you know, just his opportunity with the Jets. And, you know, it, it was just, it was kind of fun to watch. I mean, look, you know, the Jets, obviously, they're not going anywhere this year. and But, hey, no one expected them to, but 
fact that they kind of just ignored all the criticism and just went out there and played football. And, you know, we're very competitive in a lot of games. Yeah, absolutely. Some people said they were the least talented team they had ever seen coming into the season. And 0-16 was like a real thing. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm sitting here as I'm like, I know what looking at 0-16 is. And the Jets have to be really bad if they want to be flirting with that. And not, they weren't nearly that bad. So, and you know, it turns out the Giants were the worst team in New York, and which has to be has to be pretty. You know, I know the Cowboys, your team, isn't have they're not having the year you're hoping for, but it must be a little nice seeing a lot of these Giant fans kind of uh, eat gravel right now. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, the Giants, yeah, the Giants, their, their season has been has been uh, very bad to say the least. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens with the Giants going forward. Um, obviously, the whole Eli Manning situation is crazy, and, you know, un- it's unfortunate that Ben McAdoo kind of couldn't really build off of last year. Well, not kind of, definitely yeah. built mm-hmm. last year. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's just kind of what happens in, in all sports. You know, the, the, the head coach is going to get all the blame. Uh, you know, listen, a decent amount of it, you know, was his fault. You know, uh, they were losing and a lot of guys were getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, you know all too well, your playbook gets small when you, when you can't block. Oh, God, yeah. And, 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 and when number 13 is not out of the field. No, I know. And they did have, you know, the Beckham injury, like, it, it can't be understated that, you know, when you have a guy that that is that talented and I think people didn't realize how much the Giants leaned on his playmaking ability the last few years you know they had they had you know the last three years they had a very unlucky season where they lost a bunch of games really late really tight then they had a very lucky season where people didn't point out that you know they escaped a lot of bad football games they played a lot of bad football games yet escaped with a victory because a guy takes a slant pattern 65 yards. Like, this is things that you can't really depend upon unless you have an absolutely special player. And when that special player's not on the field, things crumble. And they didn't have a head coach who was used to making these calls and used to, you know, doing new game plans and game planning around a team that didn't even have a running game. They don't have a line. And they had a lot of expensive defensive players who are now on the field way too long. It, it, it was it was a very fragile thing they put together there, and it cracked, and you saw what happened. Yeah, no, you definitely hit it on the head. Um, the other, obviously, with I think what made McAdoo such a hot commodity as a you know a potential head coach was the fact that you know when he came to the Giants. Uh, you know, their offensive line was just not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last year, when Kevin Gilbride was their offensive coordinator, you know, Eli Manning was getting pounded. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, they wanted to change up the offense a little bit, where Eli Manning's not really an all-the-time drop-back passer. And McAdoo was able to help Eli get the ball out fast, uh, you know, and yeah, obviously having Beckham help that, but you know, when uh, after a while these these team these defenses they take away the short routes, and you know when when you had to develop on a, you know longer routes and big plays, they don't have the offensive line to protect for that. No, and and 
yeah, and you know when you can't run the ball as well, um, you know that's what happens to your offense. And I remember going into the year, you know, obviously the Giants had high expectations, um, but you know, I, I remember Kim Jones making this point uh, about the Giants is that uh, you know last year, although the Giants won a lot of close games, they were able to close them out with the defense. Yeah, um, you know, there were so many times where the Giants. Just needed to run the run the clock out, run the ball to to end the game, and they weren't able to do it. And they had to call their defense time and time again. Yeah, and, you know this this year. You know, obviously they didn't they didn't have the lead much, but in the couple games that they did, they weren't able to run out the clock and and you know pretty much put the game on ice. Um, and then leaving the defense out to dry, kind of you know it's one of those things where the Giants defense. Uh, wasn't able to step up, in, specifically in the games against Philadelphia and Tampa mm-hmm. Bay early in the year, uh, where they ended up going 0-4, and, and even the Chargers, too. Yeah, that Chargers game was tough. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you 100%, and you know what? they Coming into the year, if you told me they had a bad season, I'd say, well, you know what? They probably only have one or two holes that they really need to fix before they're back. I don't really know that going in now. You know, they might want to use that number two or number three pick that they're going to have on a quarterback because, you know, as a Browns fan, I can say you don't know when you're going to be back there in a position to be drafting a franchise quarterback. You know, not everybody's lucky enough to get a Dak Prescott in the third round, and not everybody's bad enough to go number one overall and get Matt Stafford or, uh, or, or you know, any of these guys that are coming out now like Josh Rosen or a Cam Newton or an Andrew Luck. You know, when these guys come out and you're like, oh, man, you know, we're fortunate to be in this number one pick. And that's what's you know, the Browns fans actually are leaning on now is like, all right, we've built up. We now have this pick. Let's go take our quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see if the Giants go and take a quarterback or if they get a guy like Saquon Barkley to help the offense, you know, grind out those wins, the Penn State running back. Or do they address their biggest needs, like, you know, getting an offensive lineman? Because their line is really bad, and they're actually losing two of the good linemen. Pugh and Richburg are going to be free agents, and they don't have money. So it's going to be really interesting going forward. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, obviously, they, they definitely, they're not going to, unless, unless they cut bait with some of these defensive players who they mm-hmm. spent a yeah. lot of money who really disappointed this year, like, Maybe like a Jenkins or a Rogers Camardi or, you know, maybe like a Snacks Harrison. They might have to. Yeah. I mean, if if they want to bring back some of these guys or, you know, pay Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, I mean, you can't say pay because he's making a ton of money as it is. But um, But pay him what he wants. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, the Giants could, could go a couple different directions. Uh, most likely they're going to have a second pick overall in the draft. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think whether or not they take a quarterback, you know, obviously I heard Mike say a bunch, you know, the Giants don't plan on getting to this point in the draft too, too much, oh God, uh, so they're going to take a quarterback. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, they do, have, they do have needs on the offensive line. Uh, you know, get, get, like you mentioned, Barkley, Getting another playmaker at running back doesn't hurt. 
Um, so, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Giants do this offseason. Yeah, it will be interesting. And and I, as much as I'm, I'm not a Giants fan, I don't root for them because a lot of their fans really have rubbed in my face over the years. So I don't have a reason to root for them. But as a team that – as a fan that often is rooting for rebuilds and reboots, I do uh, – I am – you know, taking notice here, and I will be paying attention, and I'll certainly be talking about it on the podcast. Um, but before you go, and I'm glad we talked about the the two New York football teams, but this whole month I've been doing a whole Christmas podcast. I've been wanting to get everybody's opinion on a couple of Christmas factoids. So if you don't mind, we're going to jump into a little bit of a holiday stuff, right? Hey, hey, hey! I'd be glad to. Awesome, awesome. My dad, my dad, my dad and Jesus. Birthday, so can't go wrong. That's right, absolutely. Big hair right around the corner. All right, so what is your favorite Christmas movie, Zach? Favorite Christmas movie? You know, I love Elf, but mm-hmm. I'd probably have to say Home Alone 2 Lost in New York City. Good choice. Uh, it's been a popular one on the podcast. My cousin Derek said Home Alone, the first one, but he also mentioned the second one. My cousin Marissa mentioned Lost in New York. Uh, Home Alone 2 is is really great. It, it's tough to follow up a really good original movie with a sequel that's similar, and they nailed it. it Lost in New York is, is phenomenal. So, hey, what's the matter? Stole wouldn't take your stolen credit card. <laughs> Yo, man, I love a good Tim Curry impression. He, uh, you know, rest in peace, my Uncle Jay, but I always used to nag on my Uncle Jay about how I think Tim Curry looks like him, and my uncle did not like that comparison. <laughs> he was like, oh, come on, really? You couldn't find me something better than Tim Curry? So, but I'm like, in that one movie, he looks a lot like my Uncle Jay. Stolen credit card? Oh. <laughs> Police has to say. <laughs> All right, Zach, what's your favorite Christmas song? Oof, you know, I mean, you got, like, you got, you got the classics like In Excelsis, Deo, Gloria, um, but you also, I mean, I mean, there's just something that, that comes over me when I hear All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Oh, boy, I mean, that's the I popular mean, one. I mean, how, how can you not... Break out the dance moves. Get the get the that, those Jaker Baker dance shoes on when you hear that song. It's really hard to not pick that one. You know, I said to my cousin Marissa, you know, when Thanksgiving happens, the next day the malls are like, all right, let's put on our Christmas CD, and the very first song that they all play is "All I Want for Christmas Is You." It's it's it is the first song. The first Christmas song played everywhere. So, and, and you know what? It deserves it. It's a hit. It's an absolute bomb. So, I I, I can't fault you for picking that one. And, and you know, and you know what? Uh, before we go on to the next one, I mean, I, I, I have no shame. You know, day after Thanksgiving, I start playing the Justin Bieber Christmas CD <laughs> in my car because I got the Bieber fever, and you know. It's got the remix of that song with with the Biebs on it, and you know I, I highly recommend it. I will be checking out the Bieber version of it. Awesome. Okay, so Zach, you know everyone has their own traditions come Christmas time. You know whether it's putting up the tree or a whole day of baking cookies or just shopping in general. You know, is there is there a Christmas tradition that really sticks out to you as like your favorite time of Christmas? You know, like what what the favorite thing you guys do. Um, well, growing up, uh, we would go to my, my mom's parents' house, uh, in Monmouth Beach. 
my grandpa would read the original Twas the Night Before Christmas book to all of us. So that I thought that was cool. Um, but we also have like a family secret Santa that we mm. do too. And over the last couple of years, uh, we've had, uh, you know, we've been hosting Christmas Eve at our house with uh, some of my dad's rel- uh, dad's side of the family relatives. And we've, we've, uh, we've had this white elephant game that gets pretty intense. So, uh, you know, just to name a couple things. That's great. I, I, I love hearing about, you know, your grandpa telling twice the night before Christmas. I think that's, that's an awesome story. I love that. Like Before the last question, I need to know. I'm taking a poll right now, and this is very one-sided poll. So let's see what you have to say. And if and a lot of pe- some people haven't seen this movie, but if you have, I want you to weigh in. The movie Die Hard is it a Christmas movie? Oof, you know what? I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I've heard the debates whether or not it is one. Or isn't? Uh, you know, I'd have to look at it again. But you know what? If if you want it to be a Christmas movie, then then fine. I think the debate is settled now because this is my eighth pot of Jakemus, and right now I'm only having one person that says it's not. Now the argument is strong, saying that hey, it was released on June 18th. I go, well, that's a pretty strong argument to come right off the bat. You'd you'd think a Christmas movie comes out Christmas, but. Uh, I think the debate is settled. If it happens on Christmas Eve, if they use Christmas music, it's Christmas Christmas movie. It might not be traditional, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Hey, hey. Let let them let them live. Exactly. Let everyone enjoy what they want to. All right, Zach. Final question. All right. Now, uh, you know, you've been a fan of the Jake since the beginning. I mean, you you know this podcast from my. 502 16th Avenue days now that I'm not even there anymore. So you know how much it's grown. I've got millions of listeners daily. I'm on basically ESPN over here. And one of my biggest listeners is Chris Kringle himself, Santa Claus. Now, if Santa's listening right now, what does Zach Flaherty want for Christmas? Oof. I mean, other than Mariah Carey, uh... Flight, uh, a plane ticket to New Orleans next month. Ooh, very nice. Um, man, that's tough. Um, I don't know. Probably just like a, probably just like a, like a, a random minor league baseball fit. That's you know what that that is very you, and I'm sure Santa already has that picked out for you. That's what I'm talking about. An Akron Rubber Ducks hat for Zach. Santa, if you're listening, you ought to already know that. But you know what? I'm I'm glad that Zach stuck to his roots and picked the Akron Rubber Ducks hat. Perfect. Zach, listen, man. I really appreciate you coming on the pod. You're on the first one, which was the football preview. I was on your podcast. This, this is a lot of fun. I'm having so much fun doing this. We're going to have to do it again real soon. Hey. <laughs> absolutely man alright and hey wish your family a Merry Christmas and I'll be seeing you all pretty soon hey same to Mark Jackie Maggie and most importantly Marley absolutely will oh, do oh, man and, and your cousin Hunter great kid great kid listen Zach be good alright Merry Christmas alright Merry Christmas